0: Jamie Sumner left guard from 1994 95 and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. I'm Dan. I'm here with Big Cass. Cass, man, I got a smile on my face. Uh you know this is like the equivalent of the other guy winning the Oscar the year Leonardo DiCaprio got snubbed. But uh, kudos to us because we have an award. We we actually won something this show, and I'm counting this as a win. And I didn't know he was a fan of the show. Last episode, I was actually ripping his safety list. But shout out Big Game Boomer. I didn't know you were a nut, a fellow nut. I love you. He ranked us the number one Ohio State podcast. I mean, I'm just so hyped, man. I, 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 you know I'm smiling. It made my day when you text me it. Uh, well,
0: well, we uh, we made something. I mean, <laughs> could it be really anything, though? Because his, a lot of his takes have been really bad. And we've, like, roasted him on the show several times. Like,
1: it's like he paid me off. I feel like he paid me off because now I got to – now I can't say his his lists are bad or else I'm <laughs> saying I'm bad. It's a genius move.
0: Like, yeah, he added us on purpose because we're roasting him and, like – he said,
1: <laughs> He said he spent a lot of time on the list too. So I truly believe it. I mean, it, I, you look at some of the other podcasts, like there were some fellow old armchair podcasts when we were with them, the Armchair Illinois' podcast. But then, like you said, how many Illinois podcasts are there? There's like 70 Ohio State ones, but like one Illinois one.
0: Yeah, like the OHIO podcast, the Sloopcast, uh, 10 May's, the 10 May podcast. Menace. Um, I mean,
1: Zach Smith. Even though he's quote unquote not Ohio State, but he kind of he he um, is. I
0: mean, anything, the, any of the podcasts for ninety seven point one besides Common Man and T Bone. I mean, really, the Buckeye. You know, honestly, like how, how and there's some there's podcasts with former players. Buckeye so Bar Talk. I mean, yeah. And, this guy must. This guy must be. He must really like the fact that we roast him on a show. I mean, I unless mean, he's. Unless he he's putting us on his list because we roast him, I don't know.
1: I think maybe because we keep him honest and we're truthful. But I mean, look, I'm putting it out there, big game boomer. When we when we do our Big Twelve preview and everything, more than welcome to come on. I'm extending, extending the invite. I'm extending the olive branch. I, I I take back, you know, all the mean stuff I said about you. I was wrong. Uh, it just goes goes to show you, cast can't judge a book by its cover.
0: Nope, you cannot. You cannot. And he came out with another list today and ranked Corey Dennis the number ten quarterbacks coach in America.
1: Which I mean I think that's about fair uh for the most part. My my, my biggest cause Corey Dennis he he, he seems like he, he seems like he's gonna be obviously a stud in the industry, but he's also kinda you know, he's he was kinda, you know, given a lot when he started. You know, Ryan Day, Urban Meyer, all those great quarterbacks. Uh
0: I did I mean, see he's still new.
1: He is. So, I mean, I think 10 is a perfect spot on the list for him. Um, I I thought some other ones are questionable. I think he had Tim Beck at 9, I believe, right ahead of Corey Dennis. Um, I don't think Tim Beck is better than Corey Dennis. No. Unless you want to run QB power 50 times a game. Yeah. Um, He also put uh, Zach Kitley... um, Texas Tech. I think that's more just a system system thing because Texas Tech always has great quarterback play for the most part. They're always you know airing it out. Just that's their style. Shootout. Um, and then they had Tommy Reese. He had Tommy Reese, I believe, four. I don't agree with that. Just because you play, you were you know a good college quarterback and played the position. Doesn't necessarily make you a great quarterback coach. Notre Dame. Well, we're
0: about to we're about to find out. We're about to find out who
1: the best <laughs> quarterback coach is.
0: In September third, aren't we?
1: I mean, that cast. That's a great segue. Um, so yeah, but shout out, Big Game Boomer. Uh, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm counting this one as a win. I might go print a shirt or a trophy or a hat just with the list. Uh, we did it. This is an award. I, like big dude, I'm telling you, this that made my month. Um, just that recognition like that. That's all I want. Um, yeah. it, it's a win, but moving on Notre Dame, uh, Marcus Freeman, this, this had me fired up bro. And I was texting you about this.
0: Yeah. I mean, and then he went, he's, he went on 97.1 and said he was misquoted. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh,
1: it's Okay. Let's pull up the actual quote, and you tell me if he was misquoted. He said, you don't go to class at places like that. Okay, take some online classes, show up for your, your appointments at Notre Dame. You're forced every day to go to class. All right. Well, one, shout out to the person who responded. And wrote, I literally wrote a paper for you. I found that hilarious, and that's that's like you know that's the, the Trestle era at the end of it, kind of when things got kind of you know started, I guess, falling apart. Not really, but I thought that was hilarious, Cass.
0: By the way, I just sent you something even funnier. We'll get into it later. All right, um, but
1: Marcus Freeman, bro, he he he, like the, what he said was just a flat out lie, because I've literally I've been in classes with first-round picks and Pro Bowl guys. Like, I've been in a class with JT Barrett, Billy Price, Joey Bosa, Michael Thomas. Those guys showed up to class more than I did. (laughs) Like, they were always – They had to. They had to. No, because they did. Because there was a guy outside each class – He would have like a turkey sandwich for them. He had an iPad. It's basically he would bring them food, made sure they're checked in, stayed on their diet plans. They, I mean, they had to go to class. It's they if they don't, they're gonna you know run extra at practice or something. But that was just a flat out lie by him, Cass.
0: Well, and I think where where his quote might have came from is Justin Fields did not step foot in a classroom at all.
1: but also, online class. I mean, are we really going to count? Are you really going to say that when you know, COVID kind of forced everyone to be online?
0: Well, his second year, yeah, his first year, you could sit there and be like, okay, why didn't Justin Fields go to at least one class in person? Like, but with his degree, who knows what his degree is, maybe he could take classes that were online that were part of his degree like see i i just i think and that, like and like Zach smith said the other day online classes are harder than in class because you have more homework to do you have more hours of work that you have to log in for an online class than you do for a walk a, a, a class
1: there is no difference from an online class and a regular class in my opinion i mean i look you're looking at a guy who literally did his whole mba online during covid because i had to it was, we couldn't go. No, I thought I honestly learned better online because you get to learn at your own pace. You're not wasting time rushing in and back, you know, to the class out in a classroom and just like Notre Dame needs to stop with this elite, elite, you know, look on education. And this is what really annoyed me. Their average ACT score for admissions about 32 to 35. Okay. Ohio State, it's about uh twenty-six to thirty-two, I wanna I want say range. Uh it might be twenty-eight to thirty-two. Not that big of a difference. Um, especially too when you consider that Ohio State also has the ability to accept way more students. You know, Ohio State has an undergraduate enrollment of nearly 50,000 people. Notre Dame's campus just isn't as big. That's a fact. And you know they 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 act like they're so elite and they're such a great university but they're not they're not even an ivy league they're not in a conference so like what where did this elite elite mentality come from because uh in my opinion Notre Dame is really no difference different than Purdue except they have a slightly better football pro well they have a much better football program that you know instead of playing uh Indiana in November they play navy so
0: I'm going to see if you can hear this. I I don't know if you can hear this or not, but we're going to try. I'm going to try. I don't know. We're going to try. Let's do it. Can you hear it? No. Okay, never mind. Dan might be able to. Dan might be able to, go like, get on his phone and just hold it up to go on YouTube and look this up. You know what I'm talking about. It's going to be our intro for the week of the game. Oh, oh, okay. Yes. Uh, Everybody, enjoy a nice minute and a half of fun, of something that happened, something that was made 14 years ago. And it's the truest thing. And I can say
1: this as as an Irish man, as a Catholic, I don't care. Uh, I'm playing this right now. and.
0: Jesus. Today, we salute you, Mr. Delusional, Irrational Notre Dame football fan. Season after season, year after year, you try to justify your absurdly high preseason ranking. You scramble to make few attempts at damage control, but the Irish lose to yet another grossly inferior opponent. 47
1: Michigan, 21 Notre Dame. By the way, that score just flashed up.
0: Oh, help You'll point out that you have more Heisman winners than any other program. As though that's relevant to the current season. I 1880s. Go on. Ignore that home loss to Boston College in the regular season for the sixth consecutive time in a row. BC's got better. And continue to believe that you'll actually win a bowl game sometime this century. We're all for the two thousand. So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light, old no emperor of excuses. And take comfort knowing that when you don't finish in the top 25... You'll be back to number three when the preseason goals come out next year. Mr. to say and Oh my god. So DC does so,
1: have better Christians though.
0: I mean Jeff by the way, stuff. shout out to the Boston College fan that made that in two thousand eight. Like shout out to them, Mike. just and I love I love amazing. how they use I love how they used inferior opponent when and they showed the Michigan score. Like I the know. Notre Name.
1: That's no, that's the best part. And i I I'll get I'll say one thing nice about that team up north. They hate Notre Dame just as much as we do. So it's nice tag teaming them with our arch enemy, because like just what I saw on Twitter was just, you know, like Bob our boy Bob, you know, notorious Michigan fan, uh, you know, supporting us. Uh seeing, you know, like Yoder and everyone on Twitter just, you know, basically going at Marcus Freeman on Notre Dame. It it was just beautiful.
0: But like what like what are you in, what are you doing, Marcus Freeman? Yeah, he went in there and said he doesn't he he didn't like he said he didn't mean to, you know, hurt people's feelings, that he's not discrediting his two two degrees from Ohio State. Bro, do you realize you play Ohio State week one? It, it, it just like, and this ain't the first time you've mouthed <laughs> off about Ohio State. Like, imagine
1: that's probably the dumbest thing he could have said, too, because he basically said he basically just called our entire football team dumb, straight up. That That's what he said. <laughs> and after a whole offseason where, you know, we lost to that team up north, we lost to Oregon, didn't win the Big Ten. I'm telling you, they're gonna they're gonna pay week one for that. They're gonna pay
0: big. Uh, I, all I want to do is when we go tailgate for the Notre Dame game. Hopefully, we can get into the stadium if we can fork out a small loan for the ticket. All I know is I want to buy a Bud Light and crack <laughs> it open and give it to a Notre Dame fan. <laughs>
1: I'm just gonna bring a case of Bud Lights and start handing them
0: out. Here you go. Somehow, maybe we can get Bree to press a uh, Notre Dame logo on the Bud Light case. (laughs) I'm dead. I am deceased. Dude, perfect T-shirt for the Notre Dame game. Just get a beer can, and it says the beer can doesn't say Bud Light, but it says. Cheers to Notre Dame. I love it. It'd be like an inside joke. Make the shirt scarlet and gray. Cheers to Notre Dame. And on the back, delusional.
1: But, I I mean, I agree, Cass. I just want to go on a rant here. uh, Just about, about, basically, just what Marcus Freeman said, though, at the heart of it. Because, like, it really, it irks me the wrong way. Just him... Basically calling our fan base dumb, um, I think it like I just thought I was so wrong in my opinion, and how they thought basically you know Notre Dame's so elite because you know we accept guys with higher ACT scores blah 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 it's like I, I, I'll tell you something guys, like personally when I, you know when I was younger, I took like the i q test and I tested genius levels like literally mental levels I'm not even kidding. I, like, I don't tell that to a lot of people. You might not think I'm smart because I, I come off as an idiot, but I'm actually kind of smart according to a test. But I don't, I couldn't give a crap about the ACT or SAT. But you know what? Because I don't want to go to Ivy League school. I want to go to Big Ten school. And, you know, just because some people don't want to go to Notre Dame uh, doesn't mean that you're dumb. It doesn't mean that you're dumb. And also the people that – there's some people that like UCAS who – didn't get into Ohio State, who obviously wanted to go into Ohio State. Just you, got, you didn't get into a great university, and that doesn't mean you're dumb. That doesn't mean you're less of an individual. That doesn't mean any of that. It's all about these stupid arbitrary numbers that you, Notre Dame puts out, and then when they get smacked on the football field, they, they try to make themselves feel better by saying, well, you know, our quarterback had a 25 on the ACT, and yours had a 17. And you know what? I really don't care because if when we look at the scoreboard in September, when we're up by freaking three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, when we, you know, and we're winning, I'm going to feel good because at the end of the day, it's all the same piece of paper. There's no difference in the education in South Bend as there is in my living room on my laptop, and that is a fact, um, and I will say this. Notre Dame would not allow a guy like Cardale Jones to get accepted into your university to play football because he probably had low ACT scores, Uh, and I believe Cardale did have a low ACT score. Um, I I, I forgot where I read it, but Ohio State accepted him, and we gave him a chance. And Cardale is not a dumb person. He's now running the NIL for us. He is, you know, a successful businessman. He has a degree. He played the NFL. Notre Dame would have just turned a blind eye to a person like that. But Ohio State, you know, they allowed a guy like that to get an education, you know, to really grow and become a successful person in society. So at the end of the day, I'm proud of my university for what they do. I think Ohio State is the best university on the on the planet. I, I, know, that's, I know I'm biased. I don't even care. Uh, but I'm proud of my university and just shame on Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame. For just acting elite as usual, because they're not. They're not better than anyone else.
0: Well, if you look at the academic uh, progress rate, Ohio State had a nine 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 one best in program history. Those who are wondering, Notre Dame score was nine eighty four.
1: Also, remember when Texas put out the graphic? It was like two point seven best GPA in team history. I just want. I just want to reiterate that because we all we forget about
0: that at times like this. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it it is it is what it is. Notre Dame's single year APR in 2020 and 2021 is 982. All across all the athletic department, all 26 Ohio State's NCAA sports have an average APR. I mean, each team has an APR of at least 975, with 19 yeah. of them 990 or higher. Men's cross country, men's and women's softball, men, women's swimming and wrestling teams had perfect but, APRs of a thousand. But
1: the classes are harder in South Bend, they're going to say. It's like, shut up. You, have you ever taken a Mark Smith accounting course? No, you haven't. Don't talk to me, Irish fans. All right. Like if they walked into a Mark Smith accounting course they would you know what's crazy Therapy.
0: <laughs> and, and the thing is is yeah Marcus Freeman he I I like the guy he's a great he's going to be a good coach he's going to do good things at Ohio at Notre Dame um the biggest my biggest thing is is most of the Notre Dame fans who are claiming oh we're it's a better school cuz it's ca-, you know catholic it's private they couldn't even get into Notre Dame they probably couldn't even get into Ohio State
1: i i i know I know a lot of people like that. I'm not gonna say any names, but if they're listening, I know I know you're listening, some of you. Uh I'm looking at you. Cause I know I know family members, friends, a lot of fellow Irishmen like myself, a lot of Irish Catholics like me. I'm friends with obviously from you know, either home or family and stuff. A lot of, I'm telling you, Cass,
0: it's real. It's real. People people understand like People like there's a lot of people I know that don't understand why I hate the Notre Dame fan base more than I hate the Michigan fan base, and this is why they are the most overrated program in country in history. At least Michigan's in a conference. <laughs> At least, well, I don't know. Michigan fans have gotten on my damn nerves this year, and I can't wait to November twenty six, but. But, I mean, Michigan's a close first, a close second. I mean, a really close second when it comes to their fan base. But at least Michigan, when we're thumping that ass, acknowledged it. Notre Dame, their average margin of loss is two double scores in the last four times we played them. Which,
1: I'm um, on the record, I've already made a bet. I've already made a bet with my future father-in-law, uh, you know, big bottle of uh, bourbon. The bets on like a big, you know, nice bottle. I think I, I bet him Ohio State covers fourteen and a half. I th- I don't think it's going to be close. And after this, I'm I'm licking my chops that I got that point because I, I I think that spread isn't going to be. We're going to blow them out of the water every time I see a fourteen and a half point spread. People usually take the the points in Notre Dame. That that spread right there is telling me. Vegas thinks Ohio State is going to smoke them if they're putting – they're baiting you to take Notre Dame. They're baiting you. It's, I'm telling you, it's the classic Notre Dame. They should not be that high. They should not be five. I don't think they're that good. It's the typical they're, – they're overhyped. I know Joel Klatt likes them. Uh, I think Joel needs to rethink that. Um,
0: I think that the, media, just, the media likes them because – the media likes them because of who they're one. playing week one.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's genius to inflate them week one from from a from a brand standpoint and a um you know just like an eye getting eyeballs on the game. It's genius, and we, I always. I mean, I've been saying this for years. They they do this. They inflate the rankings in the beginning just to make the matchups better. It's 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 clear.
0: I just sent you something that you could that you can.
1: Oh, what are these? Cats send me a little dirt here. Notre Dame is now 0-8 in BCS slash New Year 6 games. I mean, seriously, though. I, I can't watch them in, in the bowl games. Every time I watch a Notre Dame game in a bowl game, it's usually like the worst game. This year it wasn't bad, but they did choke to Oklahoma State. What do you think Jim you know Knowles what? is going to do to them? Too, they didn't have. They lost to Oklahoma State without Jim Knowles coaching. What do you think Jim Knowles is going to do to them with a better defense? When, when do you
0: think? Okay, all right. What Do you think When's CJ last... Stroud's going to do to them before they beat a uh, Trevor Lawrence list a un, a team a Clemson team that did not have a Trevor Lawrence? When, when do you think the last time they beat a top top ten pro team? Um, before they beat the the uh, Clemson team that had didn't have Trevor Lawrence. Oh, wow. When do you think the last time they beat a top ten team?
1: Uh, was it Miami?
0: No, two thousand five. What? <laughs> Who? Um, I believe it was Michigan.
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> Hold on. Does, does that really
0: count? <laughs> okay.
1: That sounds like a week two game if it was Michigan, like week one, week two.
0: Um, That screams like early season game, inflated rankings. So when they went to the national championship in 2012, the highest ranked team was USC at 13th in the country.
1: Yeah, I don't think even USC was that good that year. Trying to think, who who did they have that year on USC?
0: Uh, was it Kessler? Cody Kessler was their quarterback, I think. I think. All right, here we go. This is as of last year, January first, twenty twenty-one. In the last thirty years, Notre Dame is three and twenty against top five opponents, and zero and five in bowl matchups.
1: I mean, when we played them in the Fiesta Bowl we manhandled them and honestly that game probably should have been even more of a blah
0: if they didn't toss bosa for that you're talking 30 plus years of Notre Dame football and you're 3 in 20 i mean they're pathetic they really are it's they've beat, they've beaten two s two acc teams clemson and uh, in that time period, they beat Miami, Clemson, three ACC teams. One of them was a Big East team at the time. Miami, Cass, Florida State, and Cass, question for you. Think hard about this.
1: Who would you rather be a fan of? Like, take take your Ohio State fandom out of this. If you had to pick between two programs, who do you think has had a better, you know, 50 years stretch.
0: My lifetime, 34 Your years. lifetime, in your lifetime. Who would you rather years. be a fan of? Like, let's say you weren't an Ohio State fan. You are just a blank slate. Okay, let's say, let's say if Ohio State wasn't Ohio State, they're like OU. They're like the OU Bobcats. Yes. Yeah,
1: let's, let's just say Ohio State didn't exist, and there was no rivalry with that team up north. Would you rather be a that team up north fan or a Notre Dame fan based on just success and where the programs are at? Penn State. <laughs> I lo- that's a mic drop. <laughs> it, it
0: would be it would be Penn State because and Michigan th- State <laughs> I mean out of the Big 10 teams Penn St- Penn State and Mis- and Wisconsin are the two teams that I respect most. I I respect both programs the most. I respect, I respect the traditions that both schools have. Um I respect the Michigan traditions but I don't respect the team. I don't I I don't. Like it, <laughs> It really,
1: I, I loved I just love Your response. You're just like,
0: I can't. It, you couldn't. It, it really you couldn't. did. Because growing up, man, I like. Uh, you know, like I say, you know, we've had our good buddy Jamie Sumner on all the time. I mean, my very first years of college football, like my very first year of college football knowledge of really paying attention. I mean, I know it's. I know it sounds far because I was six years old, but. I mean the '94 season. I mean, look at what Penn State did in '94. They went to the Rose Bowl. They had Joe Paterno. They had Kerry Collins, Kajana Carter. You know, Penn State. You know, was always yeah. Despite Michigan beating us in the '90s, we get in the '2000s. It was always back and forth with Penn State. And like Penn State, you know, you know, I respect at the time before we knew all this. I respect the Joe pile. I respect his what he did and what he built at Penn State. And you know that's why I would always say like Penn State would be the team that I would root for if the Buckeyes didn't exist. Like, but obviously, thank God I'm not a Penn State fan. I'm a Buckeye fan. But and honestly, outside of last year's game against that team up north, I got more nervous around the Penn State game than I did the Michigan game. I, I really did. Like, yeah, just because just because of that. Just you, you know, you expect the challenge because. In my eyes, I think Penn, I think Ohio State is Penn, I, P, Penn State fans can argue with me that all of this. They can claim they're unrivaled, or they can claim Pitt's their rival, even though they don't play on that often, Ohio State is their biggest rival. I don't give a shit what any Penn State fans says. Ohio State is Penn State's rival yeah. because I feel like that's fact. the only game Penn State gets jacked up for.
1: That's a fact. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy this year when you know we're not playing in the whiteout there. I'm. I'm suspicious of that, but still, I—that's a trap game. It's if that's a big noon kickoff game, um, I don't call it. A, I don't. Think that's that a I'd
0: call it a trap. No,
1: I think I think that's a trap game for some reason. I think that's I, for some reason. I, I don't feel good about that. That it's not a whiteout. I think that actually helps them for some reason.
0: Uh,
1: I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Why? But for some reason, like I feel like. If if we were to play a, a game at noon, in like you know middle of season, at Happy Valley, I don't know if we get the same. I don't think we get the same focus and energy from the guy from our team uh, if it's a whiteout. Because if it's a whiteout, you're good. You know, it's you know you're
0: marching into. I think I think death. Way, <laughs> I think Ryan Day is a great get to player ready coach. Like I think. No matter the, no matter the, uh, this, I think it was, I, I think knowing the opponent that I was talking to my dad about this, knowing who the opponent is, he's going to have him up. I think people say, well, he didn't have him up for Nebraska. I was like, well, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. What if it like that? I was like, well, one, it's a 14 hour, it's only a five, five hour drive to Penn State. That's a 14 hour trip to Nebraska, playing at 11 o'clock, uh, in the COVID era, it's, it's kind of I mean, it's still COVID era. I don't care what people think. Like, it's, you know, it might be different this year, but it's like.
1: By the way, has the Big
0: Ten changed any of the protocols? What's, the, like, are those things still out there? I think Kevin Warren's still on the beach. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what Kevin Warren's doing. I
1: feel like that could be an issue this season. I feel like somehow a game's going to get canceled due to a, like a a new strain of COVID. Is it going to emerge out of somewhere and like we're Michigan?
0: Gonna... Michigan's going to get monkeypox today. <laughs> <we're cooking. laughs> Seriously, I mean I believe it. Uh, just yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, some other things came out this week too. Uh, I mean big this Big Ten, you know, double uh it's a Michigan fan that posted this. Big Ten football stadium. Michigan had to average one point six. I don't know who's voting on these. It says USA Today and sports illustrated and all that. But I think Michigan fudged these numbers. I really do. That that stadium is not that good, honestly. It's it's just big, but it's just a bowl. It's just a bowl of just, it's not <laughs> it's stupid. Like yeah. Ohio State was number two. I, I get Ohio State number two, Penn State three. But I...
1: Oh, we lost you, Cass. Oh, it looks like we lost Cass' mic. Um, well, in the meantime, while we wait for Cass to get back, uh, I just want to talk about some basketball because we got our 22-23 uh, Big Ten Conference opponents uh revealed and it's going to be a 20 game conference scheduled each team playing seven opponents with a home and home series along with three opponents on the road and three just at home Ohio State will play its home and home series against Illinois Purdue Maryland Rutgers Iowa Michigan State Northwestern we will play then Minnesota Penn State and Wisconsin at only at home and we play Indiana, Michigan, and Nebraska only on the road. Um, It is annoying that we get that team up north um, on the road. I think they need to do that more than once. Cass, I see you talking. Can't hear you at all.
0: Can't hear you, Cass. Cass. All right. I'm done with
1: talking about the basketball schedule. It looks like we got Cass back Cass. Here you are.
0: So I was rambling before I lost audio. This has happened quite a bit today, even with work, but I was rambling uh, this week is the last week where it's the full blown coaching staff before they release the hounds to Mickey Marotti, uh for summer practice. I mean, you got Marvin Harrison looking swole out there and ripped and, Paris Johnson looking like a monster, and you got Kay Stover out there chasing pigs in his fucking (laughs) farmland. I mean, this football team hasn't even hasn't even hit summer workouts with Mickey Maradi before the coaches go out there and get finalize their game plan and their summer plans before they hit the vacation. Julian Flebing looked pretty jacked today. We'll see if he can put it together. I this football team is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait.
1: Proctor was out there. He looked like he was good. Uh Evan Pryor looked good. I mean, we got a lot of big guys. Roddy Hickman looked good. Uh I, I'm excited, man. I think I think we're gonna be I want to see how, how the the linemen kind of show up though. That's important. I want I need I need our defensive line showing up absolutely shredded. I want I want them to look like Chase Young that one year.
0: Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you people have been paying attention to the finals, but Boston just blew a 12-point lead and now Golden State's up 37-25. Give them the trophy tonight. Yeah, I think we're going to see Golden State uh run away with well, this one. Boston Boston on Friday, it they had a chance to win and it's they screwed it up. They screwed it up.
1: Tough scene. Tough scene indeed. Um, Cass, we only got a few more minutes left because Zoom just likes, you know, toying with me, uh, and I'm I'm too cheap to really upgrade it. Uh, I know you have your Madden team. Do you want to tell the tell people a little <laughs> bit about the Madden team?
0: I'm going to have to start streaming it. Um, it's, too, it's too early to start – it's too late to start streaming now because I'm in, like, week seven. But the I'm in my third year. But the first year as the Columbus Explorers, uh, (laughs) and I hate how Madden like like came up with the own name because I took the Washington football team and moved them to Columbus. (laughs) Uh, um, So Madden's kind of justice. (laughs) And I'm slowly, I'm slowly starting to get my players. Justin Fields is my starting quarterback. I, dra- I I downloaded the uh, 2024 draft, draft class, drafted Travion Henderson uh, <laughs> in the first round as the number one overall pick because the football team only won one game. How do you approach filling a roster spot when there's no Ohio State guy available? I don't know. I haven't got that like, far what, yet. What's
1: your logic? Like, let's say, you know, you're trying to fill like a – your fifth, your fourth tight end spot, let's say, and you—we don't have enough tight ends. What do you do?
0: I create guys, <laughs> Joe Royer, <laughs> or, or, or I just go in and, uh, and I just edit the player name okay. depending on. How. Uh, right now, my four, my number four receivers, just because Terry McLaurin is out, he's re- he's he's questionable right now. Um, I have him playing in certain packages, but he's my number one receiver because for some reason, after like so many years he's in year five right now he's got a 98 overall rating but uh he's he's my wide receiver I got Curtis Samuel Paris Campbell and then Michael Thomas who I just re-signed because I just traded for him Um and that's and I and I, and I, re- and I resigned signed him to a five-year contract uh right now Zach Ertz is my tight end but I'm slowly going to be like creating players um and then trade for Luke Farrell I could. Uh, nobody at left tackle. I need to start trading. Um, nobody, yeah, at left, yeah, le- nobody at left. Yeah. Nobody at left. Oh wait. Some random guy in the seventh round. He's my starting left guard. Because um, after so many players, they they just do random names. This guy's named Trevor Huff. He's a left guard. And he played. He played for Ohio State. Apparently, I love it. He's a ro- he's a rookie. Uh, my center. <laughs> My center, I don't have an Ohio State center yet, but I'm trying to work on getting Corey Linsley. Um, Matthew Jones, I drafted him in the third round. Um, he's my starting right guard. And then right tackle, I have Jamarco Jones. Um, he's my right tackle. Left end, Chase Young. Right end, but I feel like he's going to retire after this year. It's yeah. Cameron Award. It's Cameron Cameron. Award. Cool. Uh, D-tackle. I don't have anybody in D tackle yet, but I will get slowly get there. I'm going to try to get Draymond Jones or something. Cass, hey, we're running out of time. We got about like
1: 20 seconds yeah. left before this. Oh, cuts by the off. way,
0: before I finish it, I have Jeff Fakuda and Kendall Sheffield at corner, and then my kicker well, is a create is well, a creative guy named Bill Willis, well, Ryan well, Willis.
1: We'll, po- we'll post the roster on on Twitter, but everyone, eventually,
0: once I get it yeah. set,
1: <laughs> everyone, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts Podcast. Stay 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 cool this weekend. Columbus has no power and as always, go Bucks.
0: Go Bucks.